0: beautiful listeners uh welcome to another episode of rise from the dead podcast i am here with
1: my host, ash the ashes and part of my voice
0: yeah it's the voice the voice has a cameo i guess this episode <laughs> and i am germ here today to talk about another hidden gem um we're going international ash do you have your passport ready
1: Yes, with my pretty picture and all. (laughs)
0: Um, So we have um, a special, special, special guest. Um, I'm personally, I'm personally like fanboying over this because um, I have been a fan for quite some time. Um, I have author extraordinaire, Sergio Gomez.
2: Welcome, Sergio. Hey, nice to be on here. How are you guys? We are good,
1: I'm Ash. Good. I'm good. Besides the voice, I'm good.
0: <laughs> we are rolling out the red carpet for Sergio. Um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we're so happy to have you here. We always love having guests on. Um, before we jump into our movie that we're covering today, which is 2000's Battle Royale um, Hunger Games Eat Your Heart Out, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk um, a little bit uh, about Sergio. And Ash and I have some questions, you know, nothing, you know, too personal. But before we begin, just, Sergio, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the listeners, you know, who is Sergio?
2: All right, so I'm Sergio Gomez. I am the author of Camp Slaughter, Halloween Slaughter, and The Visitor. Those are probably my three biggest uh, titles. Um, I'm an indie author. Uh, I write mostly horror. Some people would say I'm like more of like a slasher type uh, writer, um, <laughs> which is appropriate, right, for right. the uh, movie we're gonna be discussing later. Um, but yeah, I was born in Mexico. I was raised here in uh, in PA, but live in Philadelphia now. Uh, I have two cats, two old head cats. Hey. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I do like martial arts. I cook all the time. I like coffee. I have my cold brew with me. I don't know if you can guys can see it. I
1: thought it was
2: like a soda or something. No, 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 no. Cold brew. Um, (laughs) Hey, Hey, I used to
1: be a barista, so I know all about that.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But Ash, do you have questions for our Sergio? Yeah,
1: so I want to ask, like, excuse Mm -hmm. my voice again, but, uh, what are some of your favorite slashers? You said, like, your materials mainly focuses on slashers. So what are some of your favorite slasher movies that might be inspiration for your work?
2: Right. Uh, okay, so, like, the Camp Slaughter novel uh, is, was basically, like, my homage to all, like, the classic slasher novel, um, classic movies like uh, Friday the 13th, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Although some people might say it's not... Like a classically, like by the definition, a slasher. I will consider it a slasher, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think my favorite is probably uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, and then Dream Warriors. Uh, those oh two.
0: Are.
2: <laughs> are you not a fan of Dream Warriors? No, I'm a fan. It's just
0: I have a rival who champions that movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A, ri- a rival yeah
0: a, a frenemy <laughs> like, if you will a friend of, it's, like jason, it's
2: like jason versus freddie but like real life
1: <laughs> right right right
2: <laughs> oh, which that was a pretty good movie too i thought that was a Freddy pretty versus good movie. J- mm-hmm. yeah. to
1: think i was terrified of that when i was a little kid like anytime <laughs> the trailer would come on tv i'm like eh, no.
2: oh i do like uh child's play as well those are pretty fun movies um Yeah, just, like, slash, uh, My Bloody Valentine is pretty fun as well. Yes. Yeah. The man Um, has taste, people. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, some of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, like the remakes and whatnot, they're pretty good. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 was good. I wasn't too big a fan of part two, but, um, yeah, so, uh, I think the main ones that influenced my work were, uh. And especially Camp Slaughter, were Friday the Thirteenth and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the Leatherface character to me was like the main inspiration for the, uh, for the story because I was like, all right, let me take Leatherface, give him a background that, that's kind of like similar to Jason Voorhees, and then just come up with my own beast, so to speak, for the slasher series. I
0: like that. It's it's a fun read. It, I'm gonna say this throughout the you know, the discussion. If you haven't read his stuff, please do yourself a favor, do yourself a favor. I'm not saying that because he's my friend in my head, but he, <laughs> the shit is good. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you, or I wanna, I can, I'm c- kind of curious like to touch on your journey to becoming an author. Can you tell me a little mm. bit about that?
2: Okay, uh, so I've always wanted to, like, be a writer, like, ever since I was, like, maybe, like, five years old, six years old, whenever you start reading, like, chapter books, you know, like, uh, in, like, elementary school, you go from reading, like, The Foot book to, like, all of a sudden you're reading, like, chapter one, chapter two, and it's, like, these, they look big, they look like these big novels, Um, so at the time it kind of feels, like, epic when you're reading these chapter books, Um, and I think ever since I read my first chapter book, I pretty much fell in love with, like, the things you can do with, like, words and, um, the only limitation to when you read is the reader's imagination, right? Um, and as, like, the writer, you can kind of manipulate that and put in certain images that you can't really do in other mediums, I don't think. Um, So, I mean, like, when everyone wanted to be, like, a basketball player or, like, a musician or an astronaut or cowboy or whatever, I wanted to be a writer. Like, people were looking up to, like, Michael Jordan and (laughs) whatever, and I'm looking up to, like, Gary Paulson, like, some dude writing, like, the hatchet in, like, like, his (laughs) office, you know what I mean? So, um, I was always, like, naturally drawn to, like, the storytelling, uh, like, storytelling and... um, I didn't really get into horror until later, like until like my 20s. So when like like when I was younger, I would write a lot of like, I mean, fan fiction, obviously, because I like writing like Sonic stories and and like uh, whatever, like superhero stories. And I wrote like coming of age was always like one of my favorite things to read. So I naturally wrote a lot of coming of age when I was like around that age, like 13, 14, 15, I was writing coming of age stuff. Um, then around my twenties, I got into reading, uh, Richard Lehman. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that author. Not uh, me. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of like, uh, like a slasher writer from, I believe the eighties. Um, yeah. His sto- horror. Yeah. His stories are wild. Like, like it's like jumping into the deep end of horror when I started reading his stuff. Cause it was like, I hadn't even read Stephen King at that point or like, right. yeah. <clears throat> So um it was like the deep end when I started reading his, his stuff, because his stuff is like gory and just like crazy like sex stuff and it's his stuff's crazy. <laughs> Anyone who knows uh, me, what's
1: his name? Let me, let me you. <laughs>
2: it's uh Richard Lehman. Write okay. that down. Um, hold on. <laughs> <Continue. Yeah. laughs> well so um So then I I was writing like kind of like a, like a fantasy novel while I was reading horror and I realized I was writing this scene that was like the fantasy character, main character was like digging up her father's like grave for some reason and like pulling out bones. And I was like, you know what, let me try writing horror. So I started trying to write horror and I realized, realized that my style and the genre kind of mesh well together. Um, Yeah. So I guess that's kind of my journey there. So, so then in like 2015, I put out my first book and like, man, you hear artists like say that, like, it's like a grind in the beginning to like find your audience and or find your readers or whatever, like musicians and painters, like everyone will say that. Right. But like, it was, almost impossible in the beginning to like find any readers like it wasn't until Camp Slaughter that I started making money off of um like my books and yeah it was it was difficult but yeah so the beginning was uh like the first one I did was a post-apocalyptic novel which was a little uh probably like in hindsight was a little too ambitious for me to take at the time but (laughs) yeah um and then Camp Slaughter I just kind of Wrote that, and that kind of turned into the animal that it is today, and that kind of, like, set everything in motion for me. It's
0: a good read, people. <laughs>
1: so, mm,
2: mm. my voice. But, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, with you being, like, an author already, do you have any interest in, like, screenwriting? Like, maybe writing your own horror movie?
2: Yeah, um, so to go back on what I was saying about like h- how there's certain limitations to other mediums, right? I also think there are certain things you can only do with like visual effects. And like I'll often have these stories in my head and I think, okay, would this make a good novel or would it not? Because it relies so much on the visual um, and describing it might get uh, boring or there might not be enough description in, like, a story for the effect to take, um, for, for it to be effective, um, so, (sighs) sorry, that's, like, a long-winded way of answering your question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I have, like, a few ideas in my head where they would be better for, like, a screenplay. I also have, like, very loose ideas and changes I would make to, like, the camp slaughter. Uh, book if that ever got adapted and they asked me to um write that uh, write that screenplay i have my ideas i would change and characters i would combine and whatnot to make it more like make it easier to be a movie mm. well
0: wow. yeah. well in that book in particular you know who's my favorite character don't touch her leave her alone she's <laughs> fine um <laughs> uh, for me personally um I can't help but feel like you're you're writing in a sense. It kind of hijacks my mind personally. When you're writing a scene and you the person is running through the woods, I feel like I'm running through the woods. If someone is yeah. held captive, I feel like it's yeah. me. Um, how do you do that? I it 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 captivates me in a way, and you yeah. kind of kidnap me into into your you know art.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, this might be kind of a silly answer, but the way I figured how to capture the panic of someone, like, trying to kill you was from when I used to play video games, religiously. Like, <laughs> yeah, so so I remember playing the Friday the 13th video game, right? Oh, I'm like,
1: I love that game. Yeah. Which one?
2: Um, the, uh, the one came out in, like, 2017, I believe. Love that game. Yeah. I backed it. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You were in early, huh?
0: Yeah, I I had, like, Savini, like, the Savini,
2: Jason, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Damn it. Fucking lawsuits. So I remember playing that game and just, like, uh, trying to put myself in the headspace of, like, if this was real life, how I would be feeling. And then when I started writing the camp slaughter it was like okay so that feeling in the video game now just imagine if it was real and apply it to your characters and that's kind of how i got into the mindset of like okay i'm like a 20 year old girl being chased through the woods by this like maniac with a chainsaw (laughs) (laughs) right because it's very hard to capture that feeling in like real life so i kind of just take inspiration from anything and this happened to be from video games (laughs)
1: nothing wrong with
2: that (laughs) get get your inspiration where you can get it yeah i get it from everything like video games maybe just like a conversation with like a friend or something maybe like a phrase a friend will say like over like coffee i might be like okay putting that in the memory bank for later (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes it comes out almost subconsciously
1: so like with like just piggyback like what you just said like you keep things in like your your bank. Like so, do you carry like a notebook around to like jot down your ideas, or you just memorize them? Like, how do you get all your ideas together for your material?
2: So mostly, I just keep them in my head. There are certain things that I do have to write. Um, so for example, Camp Slaughter, the Camp Slaughter sequel. Um, when I was writing that, I went through uh, Camp Slaughter. And I wrote notes. My my notes are kind of like sloppy and not really like meticulous. Like, if you open it up right now, it probably makes no sense, even to <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but like, just there were just certain key points as far as like consistency goes, and um, like character backgrounds and kind of like connections and maybe answers I needed to um, come up with for the series and the sequel um but for the most part if i'm doing like a novel like an idea for a story or a novel is just in my head and i kind of let let the ideas like uh bake in my head Mm -hmm. um and sometimes when they don't bake right i know the story's not gonna be good so i'll just scrap it and when when it feels right and sometimes these stories these ideas bake for like years uh, like Camp Slaughter, for example, I probably was baking that for like two years um, before I actually like sat down and wrote like the first word of the first draft. Um, and uh, yeah, so like as far as the notebook goes, it's more like a consistency thing with the ideas. Though those are just floating in my head, um, and certain ideas get stronger the longer they're sitting in there, and then certain ideas start getting like duller and duller, and it's like. Yeah, that was not as good of an idea as I thought. <laughs> like, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Falls yeah into the I, scrap category. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't even tell y'all like how many notebooks I have like just like movies, like ideas, like podcast ideas, like just all yeah. these ideas I have like in my head. Yeah. I have, I have like 10 notebooks.
0: Jeez. I believe it, Ash, because you're like <laughs> well, right here. <laughs> like when you and I talk, you come up with like good ideas and I'm like, yo, like, let's do this shit. So like <laughs> I totally believe that. Um so you touched on your slaughter series. Mm-hmm. You're currently working on the final book in the slaughter series. Yeah. Why did you come to this conclusion that this is gonna be it for this? series when you announced that it would be i was so like sad (laughs) you (laughs) broke his heart but you know everything comes to an end you know so but why why this right now
2: okay um so okay so when i originally wrote camp slaughter or when i originally started writing it the idea was always for it to be a trilogy right because um as i mentioned earlier it's supposed to be an homage to like the classic um slasher movies and the three that i had in mind were friday the 13th um halloween and um nightmare on elm street right like to me those are the big three uh and then as and then Overall, I was going to use Texas Chainsaw Massacre as like the engine to push the.
0: Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah,
2: yeah. To push like the the lore of the story through. Um, And so it was always supposed to be three. Uh, I didn't expect this book to get like as popular (laughs) as it did. Um. And I, I think, like, if I try to do more than what I had planned, I would be kind of, like, pushing the idea, and I think it would probably not come off as authentic. If I try to do, like, a, a better way of putting this would be, uh, I feel like I would try to stretch out my original idea just for the sake of continuing something that I didn't originally plan for it to be as long as, let's say, five books or six books or what what have you. Um and uh, i also think the character um like his legacy needs to come to an end at a certain point point. and i'm like i'm like a huge fan of like finales so i'm very excited about writing this one and like sharing it with everyone and like having this like big moment for him I can't, <laughs> wait. I can't wait
1: <laughs> what is like your next like step like after you're finished with this last book what's next on your journey
2: okay um so after I finish this next book I have an idea for something that's going to be a little bit different than what people get from me it's still very much going to be horror but it's going to be a different flavor of horror um and it's probably going to be a little bit shorter than my usual stuff but longer than The Visitor um But, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this idea because this is an idea I've been cooking for, like, (laughs) two years as well. And it just keeps getting better and better. And the more, like, layers I add to it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is the next thing I'm going to (laughs) do.
1: That's exciting. And I love how you you word it. It's like, it's a different flavor.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got you. (laughs) I, mean, I want to I flex my uh, writing ability. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to just be like the slasher guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm here for anything yeah. horror. S- I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, don't stay stagnant at all. And uh, you talked a little bit about Visitor, which I'm just going to make a plug. It's a very good holiday read, in my opinion. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a short read as well. So guys who are out, you know, people who are out there who doesn't like to sit around and read like a thick big book visitors pretty damn good um but sergio thanks so much i want to ask one more question and it is related into uh the battle royale film okay tell us your history with the battle royale tell us how you got into it how you discovered it and how it makes you feel
2: Okay, uh, so I think I first found out about Battle Royale from the manga. Um, my friend in high school came in with like the, the manga and he just showed me like certain like scenes that were like and I was like, oh, this is very gory And <laughs> um, and it was like a whole thing so I started sorry so I started looking it up and I found out there was a novel and I was like oh. I mean, I love reading, and I love, like, Japanese stuff. Um, I, I think at that point I was, like, maybe, like, 19 or something. No, no. Um, I might have been, like, 17, 18, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, so I I got the novel, uh, read the novel, and then found out there was a movie, and I was like, okay, let me check out the movie, because, you know, it's always fun to read a book and mm-hmm. then watch the adaptation. Um but yeah, funnily enough, well, yeah, the first time I watched this was a bootleg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so, um, does it make you? Is it like a nostalgia feeling for you, or does it? I don't know. Let's let's compare it to Hunger Games, people. We have Hunger Games. We have Battle Royale. How do they compare in your mind?
2: I feel like Hunger Games is maybe better developed, but I feel like Battle Royale is like, okay, so the the overarching story in Hunger Games is like better developed, right? Like there's like more of like a world and you know more about um like the world surrounding the Hunger Games, like with the districts and with like uh what's his name? Snow or something, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like
0: fleshed out a little bit more.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's more to it like 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 the, the games are obviously like the center of the whole um story, but there's more to, like, the story building around it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Battle Royale seemed to be more focused on just, like, the survival of the people. But but I feel like Battle Royale is, like, the premise of the story. And without Battle Royale, you couldn't have, like, Hunger Games, basically.
0: Mm, Right. All right. Let's get into the review of this movie, folks. So... We are, like we said, discussing uh, the film Battle Royale, which came out in 2000. Um, please, y'all, we are giving y'all a heads up. We will be tearing these names up throughout <laughs> the. Um, Ash and I are going to just try our best. Sergio can help as well. Um, but this film was directed by Kenji. Somebody help me already. Saku? <laughs> Uh, and
1: it's
0: yeah, that's my guess. Please forgive me. Um, if anybody listening is just cringing, uh, it's starring Tatsuya Fujiwara, Aki Media, and Taro Yamamoto. Lord Jesus, forgive (laughs) me. We are fighting for our lives
1: forever. I'm proud of you.
0: Yes. Um, And they are respectively portraying Shuya, Nakagawa, and Kawada. I love Kawada, by the way. Um, (laughs) But let's get into it. The film, it opens up with a group of kids. uh, They're going on, I believe it's a a field trip, if you will. They're all on a bus. And all of a sudden, they all pass out. By way of gas, I believe, and our lead protagonist Shuya wakes up, and he sees this. He wakes up and he looks around on the bus, and he sees that oh shit! Like everyone is knocked out, and he is knocked. He gets re knocked out, I guess, if you will. He Mm -hmm. gets what was what was it? Ash? What he? he Uh,
1: Oh no! I I think she like (laughs) used her foot or her arm. Just she just knocked him out cold.
0: Yeah. And he wakes up, and they're in a room with these devices around their neck, and it begins.
1: Oh, and (laughs) sorry. And then um, they notice, like, a familiar figure, authority figure. It was their former teacher. And he comes out. He's in his jogging suit. He's like, what's up, y'all? Uh, Oh, y'all probably want to know what's going on, but y'all were selected to be um, the random class to participate in Battle Royale. And everyone's like freaking out, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what is this? (laughs) And um, come to find out, he used to be their teacher, and this particular group of kids, majority of them, tormented him. He ended up getting like, Cut by a knife, and he's just like, you know what? F y'all, I got y'all. Yeah. And I have my notes. If fuck yoke, if fuck those kids was a movie, this is it. Like, yes. ah. (laughs) This is my notes.
0: Exactly. What do y'all think y'all would do in a situation like that? If you were in middle school, I believe they first met. His name is uh, Kitano the teacher. He was their seventh grade teacher, and he was tormented. And you see this man that you tormented, and you're in a room with all these people pointing guns at you. Shit is about to go down. How do you think you would react, Sergio? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think I'd probably hide the whole time. Just, like, try to stay away from the zones.
0: <laughs> but being faced with, like, Yo, in order to survive and go home to your family, you have to kill your colleagues. Damn. Do you think y'all, this, I, I don't want to like put anybody on blast, but like, do y'all think y'all have it in y'all?
1: If it comes down to it, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would hide till like, the final four, I Right, right, I'll
1: hide. Because, <laughs> like, we know just, like, but by watching this, you can't trust nobody. Like, you'll be right. lucky if you can find, like, two people you can trust. Right. But, like, there's a particular scene in this movie that's one of my favorites. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You can't trust people. And, like, just one little, one little incident can just blow up everything.
0: Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, we do see, and I didn't know this until the rewatch. Like, Nobu, Shuya's best friend, uh, he was a kid that slashed mm-hmm. Kitano. I did not know that. And, um, Nakagawa kept the knife, I believe. Uh huh. She kept the knife. But, um, anyway, Nobu, he's in there with the rest of them. I believe it's 42 children. And, We see that him, he just can't calm the fuck down. And he just loses his wits about it. He's being very confrontational. And Kitano's like, all right, let's give the signal. And boom goes the dynamite. His head blows up. But before that, Kitano actually throws a knife at a girl for talking. He's like, no whispering. It's like, yo, if... Y'all don't see these kids dropping like flies. Y'all need to calm the fuck down and listen. Like, get y'all shit together when you alone. You know, it's it's like you said, Ash. It's fuck them kids.
1: Yeah. And, like, just upon rewatch, like, like I've seen this movie plenty of times. But it's like, with me, I work in education. And oh. it's like, damn, this kind of hit me in the feels oh, a little bit. Okay. Um, Because, like, I mean, if you look at social media, if you talk to anybody, you know, that works in education, they're going to tell you, like, these kids are just becoming very difficult to work with. Like, they're disrespectful. They feel like they can just run the classroom. Like, it's a nationwide issue. So, watching this movie, I'm just like...
0: And I think that's why the the rule was made. The law was made. I think Katano says something to the effect of, like, basically, y'all badass kids need to learn a lesson. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Jesus. So after everything is said and done, the rules are basically it's going to be about two days, three days, and one of them has to survive. You got to kill each other in order to survive. If nobody, if there are more than if there is more than one survivor at the end of this there's a timer on your neck, on the device, and you blow up, no one wins. So basically do what you got to do. And they let the kids loose one by one in numerical order, their assigned numbers, and they are given survival bags. Now, these survival bags, they can range from anything with weapons, if you want to call them weapons, because some of the shit that these a kids lid. had a <laughs> lid, and binoculars, and just, I would be pissed. <laughs>
1: I feel oh. like I got a lid. What am I supposed to do with this? I'm mm-hmm. like, you better dodge those bullets. Like, sh- 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 you better use them I was, as a the shield. The lid
0: does come in handy. In it one does. Thing. So they go outside. And as soon as Shuya goes outside, shit is already going left. I think Shuya's boy 14. I forget his number, yeah. but he's out there pretty early. And he's out there. What does he see, Sergio, when he goes outside?
2: Is that the guy that gets shot with the arrows? Yes. Is <laughs> so the girl right with the arrow through her throat? Yes. Toe. And I think he asked her if she's okay. I was like, all right, well, that's a <laughs> like question. Like you don't see again. that sticking <laughs> out her
1: neck? Like what? It's
0: it's crazy, and we're gonna jump. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, and it pisses me off. This movie pissed me off in one way. Uh oh. Everyone is asking who the fuck who likes, like who's your crush? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. It was- like on your school kids. No, it's mean, yeah,
2: very middle schoolish.
0: Very. Right? Like, put puberty and hormones to the side for a second. Worry about that shit. First of all, the person you might like is dead, probably. They might, like, <laughs> one person is getting
1: out of here and you're worried about who do you love? What, what do you know about love? Well, maybe that's a tactic. Like, okay, so maybe this person has a crush with someone that I like. I'm going to kill them. Like, maybe yeah. that's what they're thinking, but. Like there's a scene where one of the schoolboys, I forgot, but he was pretty much trying to take advantage of another character because he's oh, like, Oh yeah, um uh, you do realize that you could die. Don't you wanna
2: uh like lose your virginity,
1: virginity uh, before like uh, don't you wanna know how it feels and all that stuff? So I feel gosh. like majority of them are thinking like, man, like this is it so I might as well just tell. Who my crushes, but yeah, at, that was at like two years old though. Like, <laughs> I mean, they at the end of the day, they're still school kids, and I'm, I'm not
0: gonna lie, like yeah. I know I have had friends who lost their virginities earlier than what these people are. Yeah, not me. I was I was 19 when it happened for me, but <laughs> it just um, but yeah, people are activated at you know earlier ages than others. Yeah, you know i can't attest to that but uh yeah so like sergio said the the girl comes out with a neck and her arrow we know that it was the first guy that was released who had a crossbow in his bag who shot her she's dead then he automatically dies because um he gets his bow and arrow took it away from him and used against him so already down four kids i think it's four kids
1: yeah like they're like they're taken out quite uh pretty fast at this point
2: it was five kids yeah because there was okay. the guy with the collar in the school oh, yeah. inside when oh shit. I yeah
0: about
2: we're playing 99 bottles of
0: beer <laughs> on the wall it's like we're counting down <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like this scene is kind of sad because i mean this whole movie like yeah there's plenty of sad scenes but it's like this scene in particular cause it's like these kids don't know what to do Like they didn't have enough time to even process
3: yeah.
1: what's happening so like yeah like maybe because like you have a bow and arrow you don't know how to use it so you're just like like just pressing buttons and maybe he didn't mean to shoot the girl but it's like you don't have enough time to even process and you're just nervously pressing buttons like playing a video game you don't know what you're doing you're just yeah. pressing
0: a buttons. Yeah, so. it's a high-pressure situation. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, that, was, that was me playing Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's it's like when you're hot, even the effects on the screen, like the it goes black and white and it goes dark and yeah, yeah, it's crazy and yeah. you, man. Oh, we need to play that game, y'all.
2: We
1: <laughs> by Daylight. Yeah, Dead by
0: Daylight.
2: <laughs> is, oh. Uh, the new too. Texas Chainsaw Massacre game looks pretty cool too. Yes, I, get I know back.
1: someone who's behind that project and I'm so excited. Who do you how come I'm, you don't you don't tell me these things? He helped develop oh, we'll see. talk later.
0: <laughs> Y'all see. But um and another thing about uh, well if I had just stated a con about the movie, but a pro in this movie that I like is we do get some backstory on characters. Even if it's a little sprinkle here, a little bit there, I understand there's a lot of children to cover, but we do see that Shuya and Nakagawa, they decide to stick together and they have no weapons. They have binoculars and a pot lid. Um, Nakagawa reveals that she was bullied by several girls at school. She was locked in, I believe.
1: It was um, like a bathroom stall.
0: Yeah, so she really doesn't trust anybody but Shuya. Uh, My question, though... Is why Shuya? You know what I'm saying? It, to me, I don't think I think Nakagawa liked Nobu more. Nobu was his friend, and d- do you think it was just because of association?
1: I always had a feeling that she had a crush on uh, on him because, like, the way she was like, "I made these cookies. You want you want some cookies?" And okay. she was like being um really like shy and coy with Shuya, but um but like Shuya's best friend had a crush on her, so maybe yeah. it was like a a triangle that we did we're not aware of. Like maybe Ooh, she yes, had girl, feelings. Uh, maybe she <laughs> had feelings for both guys, but um, she uh, favors Shuya, right? But she favors Shuya a little more, but um I think maybe like she linked up with him because, like, she has a crush, or maybe uh, because, like, she kind of gives off like these, like this, like innocent vibe. Like he, <clears throat> he has a very traumatic backstory. He lost both his parents. Like he's by himself besides his best friend, and he said like they grew up in the, like the foster home like situation. So maybe she just sensed like. Okay, like he has a trouble pass. He's just he's just shy. He's quiet. He keeps to himself. Like I find myself yeah. um leaning more towards him. Mm. So, but I think mainly it's because she had a crush on him.
0: We didn't even talk about like the two transfer students. Um, oh,
1: I love the transfer. Students.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> I, I always say like the devil and the angel one because one's good, one's bad. Um the bad one. His name is uh, Kiriyama. Uh, I fuck.
1: I, I fucked with him. I loved him. Really? <laughs> I did. I don't know why. I just he you was like the cool. perfect. He looked cool. He walked around. He was like, "Shit, I I just need one bag. Okay, like no, that's not that's my bag. But um, yeah, his whole vibe and he was like the perfect antagonist. Like I really like the antagonist in this movie.
0: He scared me. He,
1: he was scary, me. especially the one scene towards the end. He comes out of that burning building, <laughs> and it was just like him standing there, in, like in front of the the fire. You're just
0: and like his eyes, like you're just like
2: yeah. that, that. Adds that adds to what Jeremy's saying that he's like the devil figure. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And Sergio, did he was he like that in like the book?
2: Yeah, I think he was even like crazier in the book. I think in the book uh, you get a little oh. more of like yeah. I think you get a little more of like his thoughts and how like ruthless he was. Um, Jeez. Yeah, was, I
1: need that book. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's a, it's a very good book. Um, I read it years I, ago. Because yeah. the
0: way, like you said, Ash, like the the flame scene, it was it was dope as hell. Like I was like it was, it was like the perfect ending to this, you know, battle. But we do see, we're first introduced to him in, well, in action, when he's getting, like, threatened by these kids on a cliff. It's him, and it's, like, five other kids. And mm-hmm. they're, like, just picking on him and stuff. And mind you, he I don't see any weapons. He's not giving <laughs> shit. And one of the kids, one of the boys puts, like, a machine gun to his face, and he just takes that shit and airs shit out. He clears that whole fucking cliff. Yeah. And we're down to 33 kids. That quick. And he just walks off. He takes he takes everything. Just...
2: That, that Uzi seemed to have like unlimited ammo though. Like
0: Right. That's...
2: <laughs> yes. It's I don't know if like they supplied him with it or like <laughs> I was like, is he gonna reload at any point?
0: Like just I don't squeezing. think there was re... there wasn't reloading in the damn movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like he squeezed the trigger and just didn't let go. That's so true. Damn, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> know <laughs> it, it's sad because people react to s- certain situations like this and we do see the contrast in the two students who refuse to participate in this mm-hmm. and they decide to unalive themselves by jumping off the cliff and we can't something in me tells me I would probably do the same thing you know as bad as I want to survive and as much shit as I have on the line I don't think I could Take the life of somebody. I I, I don't know.
1: Right. Hope- and then
0: Go ahead.
1: And then there was like another uh like set of students that did the same thing, but they uh they hung, hung themselves. They hung so.
0: themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see here. Then we see Mugami, Megumi, I believe her name is. Um, and that's Nakagawa's friend. She is hiding away, and we are introduced to the baddest bitch of the school, like (laughs) Gina George and, you know, all these mean girls have nothing compared to this girl. And I want to pick your brain, Sergio, because, like, you've read the book. Mitsuko, I believe her name is. Was she this ruthless in the book? Yeah, I think so,
2: too. Um, yeah, I think she was pretty much similar to the other guy and like how she was like kind of like crazy. <laughs> they only kind of really showed it in the movie how crazy she was in that one scene where, um the girl with like the light brown hair has the gun on her,
1: oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, And yeah. she like fake cries and all that, and then yeah. like just switches it up and kills her. Um, she did more of that in the book If I'm remembering correctly uh, yeah. w- With like the fake Personality type thing And her backstory is sad
0: You know we learn yeah. later on In the film that you know There was an assault A potential assault on her uh, Her mother wasn't the best mother figure I believe she was a drunk But I did and Again Sergio you, like, you had more insight on this Was she also her mother a prostitute
2: I can't remember
0: uh, I I want to read. I want to say she so
1: was. I, because I, de- I dove into like the rabbit hole of this. I, but, um, I do
0: it all the time.
1: Um, so, like, reading it, it said like both her mom and herself. So, the mom remarried, and both the mom and her, like, they suffer like physical and sexual abuse. Mm. So, Damn. yeah. Um, and I just
0: I don't feel bad. I don't like. I, I root for her in a sense because of her. She was like fucked up from the beginning. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like she she just wanted to survive. And like you said, Ash, when those two when she found those two people next door to where she found uh, the girl, her Nakagawa's friend, before she killed her with that sickle she said that would never be me like i would never take my own life like i'm gonna fight
2: yeah that so. was that was probably my favorite kill scene in the whole movie was when she killed the girl with the sickle yeah yeah she was like, okay. was, well yeah
0: was it because of the effects or was it because of like the verbing and like the dialect
2: um maybe both um <laughs> It was, yeah, it was just cool. It kind of highlighted, like, the character, too. Like, how kind of ruthless... It set the tone for how ruthless she was going to be. Yeah.
0: And, too, looking at, like, the illustrations from, like, the book and um, the the movie, I think they got these characters spot on. You know, I think, you know, Mitsuku looks good from what I've seen, you know, in the manga versus... The movie is she. She looks on par. She looks good.
2: Yeah. Same with uh, what was his name? Kuriyama. Kuriyama. Yeah. 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 I thought they nailed his look pretty good too. And uh the other guy, like the the tough guy. Oh. Um, good guy. With the banana uh, and all that.
0: Oh, what's his name? um Is it Shogo? Sh- I think his name is Shogo. No, 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 no. I'm lying. It's something else. We will get to him. I can't find his name. Damn it. Kawada. Ka- Ka- um, Kawada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um but yeah he looked good did anybody else notice the running joke about what the fuck his dad does
1: yes like, he's <laughs> like my dad's a doctor my dad's a fisherman my dad is <laughs> oh like, yeah like okay it kind of gave dad off is
2: like, everything
0: yeah <laughs> it kind of gave off like tommy vibes from martin like what the fuck does <laughs> he do <laughs> so yeah shout so, out to Dad.
1: reading more I, I just read it um go for it meet suko uh, so, she was abused by her classmates in the novel. She was abused by her classmates. Um, her mom did treat her like a a, a prostitute. Oh, like a worker. And a worker and had her go into a building and was taken advantage of by men. See. Um, mm-hmm. um, and... It was uh, recorded. It was videotaped. And then when oh, no. she told her teacher about it, um, the teacher took advantage of her. Her friends this uh, witnessed it and decided to spread rumors about her. So it kind of makes sense where she's talking to the other girl. She's like, you go around and you do this. You hook up with everyone. Because oh. it was the rumors circulating.
0: It's mm. Jesus. It's like she has this like staple on her, like a scarlet letter. Like, dude, see, that's why. See, that I like her even more now. I'm not saying like cause she's an underdog or anything, but like that. But damn, you y'all bitches left me no fucking choice. Like, that's what I get from it.
1: And she took care of her mama.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so the report is given. Um, Nak- Nakagawa is sad to hear that her friend was killed by Mitsuko. She doesn't know it was by her but she hears her name in the list of kids that died and right after that Shuya and Nakagawa they get attacked. Shuya gets the upper hand it was an accidental death in a way that they're rolling down the hill and the axe kind of goes in the guy's head and he's like I'm okay it's fine it's fine and it's like no you got an axe in your head dude like you're not fine he died (laughs) <laughs> and um, After he dies Another student attacks them I believe it's with a gun But then our boy comes in Kawada and rescues him So that's when we're formally Kind of sort of Introduced to him and we are established Like the the trio That those three mm-hmm. from here on out are going to stick together and Which I like because I don't think they Those two could have kind of carried it They didn't have enough guff for me They didn't have enough like I think Kawada was the one who was the muscle behind everything.
1: Well, girl, she didn't really do anything. I'm like, I I'm need you to step up and help or something. Stop taking naps. I'm just
0: kidding. Yeah, and she was sick, too. And I think Kawada nursed
2: her back to health.
1: Yeah, because his dad was a doctor. Mm,
2: mm, mm. <laughs> so, yeah. the, so the guy that attacked him was that, like, nerd kid with the gun. Yes. You know, remember him? He was all like nervous and he yeah. started doing like math equations like yes. while holding the gun <laughs> at <was> him.
3: He like, <laughs> equals A square. No, <laughs> yeah. no it doesn't.
2: Like. And that was like one of the scenes where I was like, okay, this is definitely, if I didn't know this already, I would definitely know now that this was based off of a manga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <was> very anime-ish.
0: <laughs> very. And it, it's, it, I just love the different types of characters like yeah. they all had their own little personalities and, and yeah. i can imagine that it's just so fucking hard to do you have a short amount of time to get through to, to like the audience like this is my character i have to have to establish it in about like 10 15 seconds that i have on screen yeah. and just that little thing like you were saying sergio like the whole math thing it's yeah. they did that effectively in my opinion but then, this is what pissed me off too we get these dumbass girls in the middle of the damn like field with a megaphone, oh, yeah. basically screaming, "Fucking, kill me." but <laughs> she's they're saying like, you know, let's stop. We're here at this location, you know, put our guns down. And again, another instance where it's like my friend had a crush on you, x, y, and Z. Yeah. <laughs> Why? why why? Like, I'm not going to declare by like crushness on you and knowing that I'm about to get aired out with this big ass megaphone.
1: It's like you just told everyone where y'all at, knowing they got one of the most ruthless characters out there,
0: and that's who gets, <laughs> and that's who gets them. Um, our boy, the the transfer student, the, one, the devil comes and just shoots him up and what was cool about this scene it was fucking twisted but I liked it is when she was dying he put the megaphone to the girl's mouth so everyone around in the vicinity could hear this girl in agony it, that was twisted alright 24 kids to go we keep going Um, let's see Then we talk about the girl, Mitsuko, who runs into the one with the light brown hair, basically talks about, you know, hey, you're a slut, X, Y, and Z. She threatens to kill Mitsuko. Mitsuko Mitsuko gets the upper hand, acting like she was scared, and ends up killing her. We're down to 23. Um, So, yeah, like we said, um, Nakagawa falls ill. Shuya and... uh, Kawada, co- 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 the other go- the other uh, transfer student, uh, they help her get they feel better. So while all this is happening, um, we see another group of students, which we see I like to call them like the nerd herd, <laughs> like Big Brother reference. <laughs> um, they we see that they're working. One is a hacker. You know what I'm saying? Like he was all like, like. You know what I'm saying? And his his the his weapon was a tracker, so he's trying to get that up and running, I guess. And one of the students discovers that the necklaces, the devices that they have around their neck, they're they have microphones and basically can hear everything that they're saying. So he's like, "All right, I'm about to outsmart these motherfuckers." So he starts typing to his friends who are around him. And one of them is like, what are you talking about? He's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, (laughs) just listen. So they begin to devise a plan. His friends are instructed to gather certain uh, materials. And it looks like they're building explosives. I think it's very smart of them. uh, But it's very risque. These these people have to be smart.
1: Yeah, because I'm like... Y'all, I mean, they're on this island, this deserted island. So I'm like, are they even going to be able to find these materials? But sure enough, they do. <laughs>
3: it
1: was like fertilizers, sulfur, kerosene, and I forgot the one, the other thing. But they were able to find it.
0: I think mm, it's like two other things, but
1: yeah.
0: and then we see the result at, of it towards like the third act, when it's a truckload of shit, it's Molotovs, it's bombs, it, it, they did the damn thing. So, then we talk about,
2: um, hold on, can I just say, as, like, a writer, I was jealous of that dude's, uh, typing speed on the computer.
0: He wasn't <laughs> typing shit. <laughs>
2: It he looked was, all fast, though. He was... He was, know, he was
0: like... Was a blur, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was getting it in, but definitely has carpal tunnel. I don't care what nobody says. That man... My man's got carpal tunnel. His shit's like this. <laughs>
2: like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. If I could type that fast, I'd have like seven novels out. There you here. go. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So, I hate... I Oh, my God. I feel so... I, I feel like I'm doing a disservice by saying these names so incorrectly but we do see a boy and a girl and we see them arguing because there was a certain rumor spread about the girl um the girl is adamant that this certain rumor isn't true while the boy he agrees that it wasn't true but he did give into it to make himself look cool of course um what i'm referencing is what we were talking about earlier with the whole do you want to die a virgin type ordeal the girl is apparently a virgin and the guy I believe is a virgin as well yeah, and that's why he's so damn hard up on trying to smash I, I just one you're dirty two my life is on the line three like I I, I just I, I'm a child you know I don't like I, like this is the last thing that. on my mind I'm trying to live Bro, in 2000, I was collecting Pokemon cards, I think. Like, where the fuck is my Charizard? Right. (laughs) I'm not worried about getting none. Absolutely not. But that happens, and he does force himself. He attempts to force himself on this young woman. And she retaliates, rightfully so, and
2: kills him in the most.
1: Yes. I love it. Sorry. That was so loud, but yes. Mm -hmm.
2: He definitely got his just desserts on, on that one. That, that was probably my second favorite kill. As a man, anything that occurs
0: in that nether region for us, yeah. I automatically grab my nuts and be like, ouch. <laughs> it, it's I don't know about you, Sergio, but like it, it puts a, a feeling in my stomach, like, ooh. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, the stabs to his chest were almost like merciful in that way.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Compared to, like, you know, that. I agree. And after she does that, we see our girl in the bushes just watching everything, and she has a smile on her face. I'm talking about Mitsuko. But Mitsuko automatically opens fires on our track star, you know, because she is an athlete. Oh, oh, oh. And fun fact, too. How did did we forget to say? (laughs) Ash just told me that this chick... Um, her name is Chigusa. I believe okay. her name is in the film. She is our girl from Kill Bill. Go, go. Yes. And I did not know this. That was so awesome. Uh, now, what year did Kill Bill come out?
1: That was I Was it like 2005?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, four. so it was like not too long after, like four or five years after Battle Royale came out.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's funny because I was reading... That um oh my god, uh Quint uh Tarantino, he's a fan of Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. So I think when he he uh gets the actress to play play her and kill Bill, he's like, okay, we're gonna probably pay homage to Battle Royale and Kill Bill and have you wear the schoolgirl outfit.
0: Yeah, that has to, just br-
1: oh, I didn't even think of that. She had a schoolgirl.
0: Bruh, full circle moment. Damn, I love
1: like, Kill Bill.
0: Brandon does too. Brandon loves like he likes the whole Vivica A. Fox fight scene.
2: Mm, yeah, that's a fun one.
0: I I like the whole like Kill Bill was good, but what's the whole thing where it's like the when she was in the
2: coffin and she was doing like this? <laughs> hey, uh, the 6 inch punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. That's a that's a Bruce Lee thing.
0: I will say, though, at the end, you know, she went through all that shit. And when she finally got to Bill, that fight should have been way more than what it was. Yeah. Just saying, (laughs) in my opinion. But nobody asked for me, for my opinion. Uh -uh. But you did. But yes, they did, because they're tuning in right now. So So that happens. Um, The count is now 22 kids after Homeboy got, you know, castrated. Then we see that our track star has died from her injuries. Before she dies, in theme, she asks who Hiroki, the guy, he's one of the part of the Nerd Herd, I think. Um, Is he part of the Nerd Herd? I know he's a basketball star.
1: I know they were like best friends or something like that.
0: No. He helped her train. Yes, he was on the bike training her. Okay, you're right. Basically, he finds her before she dies. She asks, like, who do you love? X, Y, and Z. Is it me? And he says no. He shuts her down. It's like, then she asks him, like, you know, can you stay with me until it happens? And okay, that's sweet. She's dead next. 21 Uh -uh. to go. I'm just, I I have no patience with that shit. I don't know (laughs) if it's the writing, but I'll tell y'all something off stream, because if I say, I, I try to censor myself because, like, I don't want to sound like dumb or just very close minded, but I just can't help. It. Anyway, so uh,
2: I'm keeping this in. in the. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask about this after. <laughs> yes.
0: And if you guys want to know, like what I was thinking, just hit me up in my DMs. I'll talk to you about it. Um, another report happens. Kawada reveals he was a survivor of a previous game, which I thought was cool. Um, he was forced to play again, and he vowed not to die there. Kiriyama kills a boy outside where Kawada, Kawada I keep... Kawada, uh, Shuya, and Nakagawa are in. They're in like a cabin, and um, they hear this commotion outside, and it's Kiriyama. And That, that's the guy that was part of the nerd herd. Mm -hmm. I think he caught him when he was trying to gather supplies. And he gets shot at. And he plays dead. And he's like, I survived so fucking loud. And it's not, it's haven't been like two seconds since, you know, Kiriyama walked away. And he looks up and Kiriyama is on top of the roof with a katana. Uh, He was like Waiting to fucking work So he jumps down And kills the guy Mind you this is all Outside of the little cabin that Our three people are in And his head gets cut off And thrown into The little cabin Where our three heroes are And it has a grenade In its mouth and it blows up Which I thought was fucking awesome. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And they kind of get split up. She dies. I think there's like ten left from here. Like I've been, I was trying to like make notes every time like that whole thing came up yeah. to like see who died. I was like, okay, that's helpful. Um, Nakagawa, our um, female protagonist, she runs into the female antagonist Mitsuko. In the woods, uh is nearby. Uh Katano shows up out of nowhere. I did I forgot this happened. Katano is like the the game runner. Yeah, the the teacher teacher. out of nowhere. And he just gives her an umbrella after and he's like, Here, bitch, like don't catch a cold.
1: Well, I know because she was like the only student that was kind to him.
0: Yeah, and he he favored her. Yeah. And I think I read too. Ash with with her, she was also a bright student, and he saw potential in her.
3: Mm-hmm. I
0: think in the book, in the novel, the manga, <laughs> um, she was very good in poetry. Does that ring a bell, Sergio? Like writing?
2: Uh, I can't remember to be honest. So, I, I I would be mad if, like, I'm a favorite student and all, and all he gave me was an umbrella. Like, yeah, we don't have, <laughs> you don't have like one of them Uzis back there. Like, <laughs> anyway, like, bro, <laughs> talk
3: about
2: useless weapons. Yeah, it's like, like, like the penguin's umbrella that has like a shotgun the,
0: in the front yes, of it. Like, come on. That would be awesome. But no, he's worried about her wet socks. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't catch a cold. So he gives her the umbrella and she's over um, Shuyo's body because Shuyo is fucked up. Like She's just trying to make sure he's good and um, yeah, he just dips off, but Shuyo does not come empty handed. He brings the weapons from the uh, from the lighthouse. Oh,
1: so the answer to question was poetry. She was really good at writing.
0: Okay. So good. Yeah. Look, Sergio, look, you're your, your, your partner <laughs> Yeah I'm represented in that novel. I don't even I didn't
2: <laughs> remember her I feel like uh, I let down All the writers <laughs>
0: Shame. Um, So we get a random girl And a random boy kill um, I guess they're in like the warehouse or whatever And then here we go again Confessing their love Like he loved her She shoots him and before he dies, his dying breath is like, but I loved you. And she, he dies. And she's like, well, how was I supposed to know? What am I supposed to do? And I'm just, this is my only gripe with this movie. Like, not to jump ahead, but I'm just so fucking sick and tired of this shit. But then she dies at the hands of Mitsuko shortly after. She just air shit out. She gets gunned down. And we are down to eight children. <laughs> We jump into the backstory shortly after that with Matsuko. And we talk about how she was taken out. Um as a little girl, she was set up from failure. And this scene when he did like this little girl's name is Mitsuko talking Ugh. about the doll. It creeped me out so bad. Like I I hated that scene.
1: It was gross.
0: And it, in a sense, like the scene did its job if I reacted strongly to it, yeah, you know, it, like writing, it, it does its job when I'm pulled into the scene in the book. But with this scene, it's just so hard to talk about essay, you know, but at the same time, it's a reality. It happens. Unfortunately, it, it's just a hard pill to swallow. It's a dark part of the movie. This movie's dark, but that, to me, just stood out to me. But we get a showdown, and I was waiting for this. I was waiting for Kiriyama and Mitsuko to meet. It could've either went really, really good, in my opinion, or it could've went really, really bad. Could you imagine if they would've teamed up in the beginning?
1: And I and I thought so. Like When I f- first watched this movie, for like the first time, it's like, oh, shit. They're going to be a duo.
0: Just imagine. Hand the crown to them now. Yeah, it would have been like a 10-minute movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, she uses sex appeal. And there was a scene, too, that there was two kids that died. And they were, like, oh, yeah. in, a, in, a, I think, a, a bathhouse it looked like to me. And they were naked and covered in blood. And you see Mitsuko putting on her clothes and stuff. It's like that's her weapon is sexuality Mm. and she learned it early on it looks like to no fault of her own because this world it can be so fucking evil but yeah kiriyama and mitsuko go at it and she puts up a hell of a fight but she is taken out that was a good fight scene i was sad but damn it, she made the top ten, and we are down to seven. Any thoughts on Mitsuko? Do we love her? Do we stand? I her?
1: loved her. I mean, I know she was the one of the antagonists, but I I loved her. Like yeah, she thought, was she was one of my favorite characters.
2: Yeah, I thought she was great, and I thought the actress was really good too. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like her, like her look, like mm-hmm. she was able to like pull off that like. Um, I don't know. The, the, word I, the word I keep coming back to is like she's almost like a chameleon, like, because she's like blending into like different personalities to like appeal to people.
0: Very, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was friendly to the girl in the beginning. Yeah. She was, she portrayed scared when she was like petrified, like a, a victim to the. And. She's a seductress and she yeah. can be yeah, you're so right. man, the layers to these characters, people. The yeah, layers. She's cool. But a good send-off. If she went out, she went out fighting. And she got like she got shot like Seven nine times. times? Yeah. <laughs> like 50 cent out here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Mitsuko aka 50. But we see the the nerd herd again. They have the uh the explosions in hand, the Molotovs, and they and they managed to successfully hack the system where they the control room, the control building, is forced to reset the arena where they get rid of all the danger zones and it's going to take about 15 minutes. I think that's what they said, 15 minutes. They're loading up the truck like we talked about earlier They are ambushed. Kiriyama shows up and he kills one of them. I think he kills Yutaka, his name is. Then shortly after, he kills Ijima. Ijima? I-J-I-M-A. Takes him out. And he takes out the last one, Mimura. Mimura? But before he dies, he sets off the truck and blows up everything. Now, we're down to the final four. And this is where the shit goes down. This is the scene with the fire. This is the scene where Kiriyama's eyes are like grayed out. And he looks badass. And it sets up the Kiriyama versus the three heroes. But Kawada's like, nah, I got this. I know he's more my speed. Because they're both alphas in their own sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So what did y'all think about the whole showdown with this
1: this was the showdown that we've been waiting for we are wanting like throughout the movie you are just like okay so when is this showdown going to happen and who's going to take uh take uh i forgot his name Kir- kiriyama out like how's it all going to go down and so when we see him he's just like he's blind he can't see so what's going to happen and then when we get the final act, you're just like, well, oh, shit, okay. And I felt like it was a great backdrop. Like mm-hmm. it was just fire, just big ass fire. Like it's just, it's just film that's left and it was perfect. I love the whole setup of this.
0: For a second, Kawada does. Kawada is, he threatens to kill Shuya and Nakagawa. It cuts to, Kitano as uh, Kawada shoots. You hear two gunshots, but you don't see anything. Yeah. But but before they cut, he kind of points down and then shoots. Um, so Kitano sends out his people to confirm the kills because they can't do anything. They can't confirm shit because of the system being down due to the hackers. I think they do confirm on the screen, I don't know why they did this, if they didn't see the bodies, but they do confirm that Shuya and Nakagawa are dead, and they do declare Kawada as the, the victor. Kitano's alone, and I like Kitano's character, by the way. You know, I just think he's very camp in some senses. In, in the beginning, he's just nonchalantly, when they're watching the video, he's clapping. Like, he's very, like, quirky in that way. Mm-hmm. And when Kauda rolls up on him, he's by himself and he's doing, like, aerobics with his arms and stuff. Yeah. I just saw he the character had a certain charm. Even though he was, like, the ultimate bad guy, he was, he had charm. Kauda makes his way to Kitano and exposes him And Kitano exposes Kawada for cheating for some way, somehow. I think um, he kind of knows, like, they got the drop on him and his two friends are alive, which is proved to be right. Because Shuya and Nakagawa show up on him and they hold him. They hold Kitano at gunpoint.
1: Yeah, because he was like, you played this game before. You know how to take the necklaces off Mm -hmm. or sensors off.
0: Yeah, right. Right. That's what it was. Kitano expresses that he did favor Nakagawa and he wanted her to win because he reveals this painting or this drawing of carnage of all these kids like decapitated, killed, like all around the drawing of Nakagawa in the middle. And she just has like a halo around her and she's just standing there like prim, prom and like prim and proper, like just she's she's good. And he wanted her to win. But he threatens to kill them. He points a gun out on the three of them. And before he gets the, the shot off on Nakagawa, Shuya kills him, like airs him out. And it's, I think it's the same Uzi, the same machine though, <laughs> with like no limit to bullets.
1: And he's dead, right? Yeah, because he like, he answers the phone. Yeah. Well, he Yeah, well, or did he call? No, he called. So he like called his, I wanna say his daughter. I don't know if it was the daughter or but it was his kid, was mm-hmm. like, Hey, like I'm not coming home. The kid was like giving him grief about never being there. It was like, uh, mom is this and that, whatever, just hang up. Like, so he had a trouble home life, like mm-hmm. issues with his wife, issues with his kid, and
0: yeah, and the whoever he was on the phone with was reading him for Phil, talking about his stinky breath and stuff. <laughs> like, I could smell your breath through the phone. I said, Damn, sis. Like, okay. <laughs> but they shoot him and he dies. And then I'm thinking, like Okay, he's dead. But then the phone starts ringing. The three of them are looking. He just wakes up like the Undertaker, like, just rises up. Walks rise, over from to the dead. <laughs> rise, rise from the dead. Rise from the dead shameless plug um and he just sits on the couch like you me all all of us do S- answers the phone like yeah 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 hangs the phone up and he dies that's what i'm talking about when i mean he's very camp
1: yeah and it was his daughter so it was a daughter that was
0: okay so his daughter was saying that his breath stunk uh uh-huh. <laughs> my god
1: so what basically yeah, i'm
0: dying <laughs> What so maybe that?
1: like he had like a drinking problem problem or something.
0: I don't know, but maybe it was just halitosis. Oh breath <laughs> <laughs> check. But yeah, I I they didn't like him. And it's like if he dies, it's no sweat off his their backs. So the last note I have here, because man, this movie was long. <laughs> Two hours. Yes. So the three kids escape on the boat, okay? Uh, Kawada, he meets his demise because he does succumb to his wounds that he had with Kiriyama in the fight and throughout the whole damn events so of over the last two, three days. And uh, Kawada talked about a girl, I think her name was Kairi or... Uh, Keiko. Keiko, Keiko. And he, she was in the previous games with him, and he vowed to protect her. They liked each other. They loved each other. Here we go again with that. <laughs> it pisses me off. She dies in his arms. He was thinking the whole time, like, what it meant when he, when she smiled at him and said thank you.
2: Yeah. And he,
0: it's been bothering him, like, what that smile meant, what that smile meant. And they've been trying, like, well, maybe it meant this, maybe, like, along the way. Yeah. So... Kawada does the same thing when he dies and I believe he comes to his own conclusion like I finally know what that smile meant or something I don't think we ever got the answer to that did we not? Yeah
1: I know uh, no, we he didn't. said like okay. he, he now know how, how, how it feels to have real friends yeah, to have true friends
2: oh so that's what that yeah. smile was yeah and he's realizing as he's dying like that's what Keiko was feeling towards him <laughs>
1: A tissue. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so
2: I, sad. I actually really love that part. Like it was corny as hell, but I I really liked it.
0: <laughs> but I think it goes like anime in itself is very corny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Brandon, my significant other. He uh he watches anime. And just me doing shit, I can have like Big Brother on in the background, Real Housewives or whatever in the background, and I hear him watching this, and I'm thinking like some of this dialogue is bullshit. Like, (laughs) don't don't kill me, anime heads, but to me, I just think it's like, ugh, it's so corny. And I, I feel like it's the same voice actors. He watches seven different shows at a time, and I feel like it's the same show because they all sound the same. And... Yeah, okay, hey, some of
1: those shows they be giving the feels, so
0: no, I hate some of that
1: stuff be deep.
0: <laughs> he said, I hate anime. I, I, he did get me to watch like two. I watched Death Note, yeah, I was gonna and say Death Note is good, not yeah. the Netflix version, and oh, gosh, a, real quick. yeah, and a we promise, don't talk about no, a promise <laughs> neverland is gas for me. Like, I love The Promised Neverland. The Promised Neverland. Have you seen it, Sergio? No. Oh. Get into
2: it. It's the same thing, but kids... That's a newer one? Oh, what what do you mean? Uh, Like Battle Royale?
0: Not necessarily. It's, um... It's basically about these little kids, like, younger than the kids in Battle Royale. I think they're, like, elementary school. Okay. And basically, they're in an orphanage or whatever, and they are... They're kind of sacrificed to this entity, but they don't know they're being sacrificed, and they're being sacrificed based on their intelligence. And basically, mm. they find out and they devise this plan to escape this orphanage or whatever. And it's just so freaking good. Please look into it. Please follow up with me after you watched it. It's just
1: it's on it's- Netflix, Hulu. And like Crunchyroll, Funimation,
0: yeah. if
1: you have any of those, yeah, yeah,
0: it's so. I think if the first episode got me,
2: really, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna check it out. It,
0: yeah, it's it's so good, but it it kind of gives you the sense of not battle royale, but just you know, kids fighting for their lives.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you said it's promised Neverland,
0: a promised Neverland, or the promise, the promise,
1: the okay. promise Neverland.
2: Yeah, very I'll check good. it out.
1: It looks like this. Oh, I don't know oh. if you can see it, but probably not because of my background. Yeah,
2: <laughs> your green screen, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> I
1: kind
0: of caught glimpses here and there. Yeah, and the character Mom, is it Mom, Ash? Like the moms, the different moms?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're cool characters. You'll learn about it. And Tag, ooh, I never looked at Tag again the same way. It was, it's It's a good, it's a, all right, all right next, next. You're gonna get lost here. Yes. But yeah, so we find out, all right, so Kauda, he dies. Shuya and Nakagawa, they go back home and they are wanted for, of all things, murder. <laughs> you know? Which
1: is a bunch of BS because it's like, it's not their fault. It, 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 they just signed up for this.
0: How you mad at me and wanting me? You want my, like, You want me to be in jail or death or whatever because you wanted me to kill. Make that make sense? I don't know. And I think one of the things that touched me was something very small, but I'm a family guy. And it just – it touched me when when Shuya said that Nakagawa said goodbye to her parents while they were sleeping. And to me, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have to – it just hit me that this girl – she'll never see her parents in the same way as she would be able to if she, like, lived a normal life. Like, she has to be on the run for the rest of her life. And it was just sad. And they go into hiding and that was the end of the movie. They showed, like, little clips at the end. Mm. Did y'all catch that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know, like, the sequel takes place direct, like, right after this movie.
0: Mm. Oh, and I, I want to do the sequel like on my own time eventually. But overall, that was Battle Royale. Anybody got final thoughts on this? We'll start with you, Sergio. Yeah, what kind of cookies did the,
2: was that guy <laughs> right? eat the whole time? Like, felt like they kept bringing up the cookies, but they never said what kind they were. Mm.
0: They were homemade. Yeah, they no were. Bad. They were
1: made with love.
0: Yeah. And. <laughs> they kept talking about the cookies. Yeah, that's true. And I kept
2: eating them, and I was like, dang, I want
0: some. Yeah, and then I think one of his, like, henchmen tried to get some, and he took them shits back. He's like, no, fuck that. These are mine.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, um, yeah, no, the movie was, uh, it was real cool. Like I said earlier, um, it doesn't have, like, say, like, the deepest plot, so to speak, but there's definitely, like, motives for all the characters, and it was all just well put together in this, like fast-paced like slasher type feels mm-hmm. it was like a slasher meets like a survival horror movie and i thought it was really well done um i mean like we said the dialogue is kind of corny but that's kind
1: of know. also to help that like how uh because this movie is available on a lot of streaming platforms but it's the english dubbed so uh, you know it's not gonna line up with everything, and that was pissing me off because I you, have to have I have to have the original like language. And some places wanna pay wants you to pay for it. And I'm like, no, give me the give me the right stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like I the English dub for any movie always fucks it up.
2: Did you recognize any of the voice actors, Jeremy, from the anime? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's just <laughs>
0: <laughs> am I alone in that y'all for real like who do you watch anime Sergio
2: uh, I used to I, I watched it like um like Ash was saying I watched it in Japanese though I was kind of I was kind of like a snob about that
0: <laughs> so it's like I, I I swear all the little all the grown women sound like little girls and they sound like they're orgasming every time they open their fucking mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> let me sharpen my pencil. Like, like uh, uh, I'm done. It's just so like I, I hate it. It's so annoying. What about you, Ash? What are your final thoughts on this movie? I
1: mean, I always have a great time with this movie. Um, I've seen I've seen it plenty of times. Um, mm-hmm. but like I said earlier in this episode, like this this watch what like it kind of just got me in the feels mm-hmm. um like just with like some of the characters like backstories and um, uh, like with me working in education now and like just everything about it, i'm just like damn and this movie is just so good and like yes i know it has some sensitive uh subject matter but it's a damn good movie
0: i i agree um Walking away from this movie, this last time, I like like you guys. I've seen this before. Sh- to me, Shuya has skyrocketed on the top of like my final horror boys. Like he, he really has. I'm I'm ashamed and embarrassed that I haven't included him in previous lists that I've come up with. But he is up there. He is a contender. He has been through a lot. He will fight for his woman. He. Yes. He's up there. I I I love him. He's he's a good egg. I think you would really like the novel. Yeah, I'm getting it. I swear, Sergio, Sergio. Him and I talked previously, and we were texting back and forth, and he was telling me about the novel. I'm going to get it. I have to get it. I yeah, keep I gotta it. get it too. And if, if to me, any literature is better, like any book or whatever. I to me it has not. No movie has surpassed the book, in my opinion. But that was Battle Royale 2000. So I want to rate this, but what are we rating this out of? I was thinking of something, but I want to see what you guys want to rate this out of. Five out of five, what?
2: Unlimited Uzis.
0: Unlimited (laughs) Uzis. (laughs) That's
1: a contender. (laughs) Ash? Um mystery cookies or whatever those cookies, those taste cookies. Wait,
2: wait, I got another one can I, okay. can I put another one out there? Right, go ahead. Uh, pot lids
0: <laughs> I was gonna say let's rate it out of crushes but um, we could do unlimited Uzi since you are an honorary yeah. guest Sergio we'll do oh. unlimited Uzi so uh, go ahead what would you rate this Sergio 5 out of 5 4 out of 4 what would you say
2: um, two four out of five. Unlimited Uzis first. Yeah, four out of five
0: unlimited Uzis. <laughs> nice. The beautiful Ash.
1: Um, I'll give it four and a half out of five unlimited Uzis.
0: Okay. Um, I
1: will go ahead and give it four and a half as well.
0: Maybe four point two five if that's being too picky. <laughs> unlimited Uzis. <laughs> But I think we all agree this movie is a good time. It's a, it's fun, yeah. you know. Um, it I I'm so curious to see the the sequel. I don't know if it's going to add anything to the se- to the you know the first one or take away from it because some sequels do take away from the first one sometimes. But we shall see. I am going to watch it maybe tonight. I don't know. Sergio will pick on you again. Should this movie rise from the dead or stay buried?
2: Uh, I'm going to say it should rise from the dead. And why? <laughs> um because it's like uh it's a very like it's so, I think people can relate to like the Hunger Games, right? Uh, and i and I think that this kind of like story format is kind of familiar to people from The Hunger Games. But this, like I was saying earlier, is like the root of that. Right. And, I th- and I think seeing watching this movie, you kind of see the, like the influences that Hunger Games got from it. So, I feel like it's like a classic movie that's not like too old and um, but is very much classic because it's very like, Basic in comparison to Hunger Games But it is is its own thing as well um, And it's just really fun <laughs> Especially like the first time you watch it There's just so many twists to it And like you said it's like a buffet So there's just like this variety And you just co- constantly get like a new variety Of things happening
0: I I agree It, it, it does stand the test of time You know yeah. you
2: can watch this movie And it can
0: easily fit into what's out there now
2: Yeah, and the special effects too, which I was honestly kind of surprised about. Like the special effects were really Mm -hmm. well. Oh yeah. Like like it was it was like borderline realistic. Like the gore. Yeah. I was I honestly in my head it was gonna be cheesier, and then when I started watching it, I was like, oh no, this actually isn't as cheesy as I thought it was gonna be. Um, Right. Yeah, the special effects were really well, really well done.
0: Nice thoughts. Nice thoughts. Ash, go ahead. Should it uh, rise from the dead
1: or stay buried? Oh, it should definitely rise from the dead. And I know this uh, This movie has a very, like, it has a, a big fan base. Uh, it's very popular. I love um, introducing people to this movie. I, uh, I introduced Amos, my boyfriend, to this movie when we first started dating. And he mm-hmm. was like, oh, this is dope. This is dope. So when I told him that we were covering it on today's uh, recording. He was like, hey, yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's such a good movie. It touches on s- sensitive topics. Uh, and it proves to you like it, uh, they're not afraid to, nothing's off limits with that this perfect. movie. They're not going to sugarcoat anything. That and perfect. a lot of people need to realize that. And it's like, yeah, this movie was actually banned. Oh mm, um,
0: that part again.
1: <laughs> so it's like, hey, like, we can't sugarcoat everything. I'm gonna need y'all to watch this. Like, this should be happening. Like now, does the event of this movie actually happen? No. But some of the subject matter in this movie does happen. And a lot of people yeah. need to, to be aware of it.
0: Yeah. Um, what's that screen line in Screen 2? Art imitating life? Imitating something? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I agree. I feel like this movie should definitely rise from the dead. Um, It has... We usually go deeper with our deep cuts. You know... But I just don't think this movie gets the praise that it deserves. Honestly, people talk about Hunger Games, and I'm—I learned about this because someone recommended this to me after I saw Hunger Games, the first one when it came out. Watching this makes me feel like Hunger Games was a ripoff. Honestly, Oh, it, it, oh yeah. Uh, I just I I'm very happy with it. If, if Hunger Games took from this, you know what I mean? Hey. I'm not mad at them because this is a
2: good blueprint. It really is. Yeah. That, that's the perfect word. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good.
0: So, listeners, um, let us know what you think if you've seen this one. If not, all three of us do recommend this movie. It is on to be for free. We love free around here, y'all. Sergio, I'm so happy you came. I Ash do. is happy you came. We are I'm so ha-
2: happy. I'm happy you invited me. This is really fun.
0: Yes. When I wanted to cover this movie, I thought of you because of our discussion, and I'm glad you you made the time for us. Where can our listeners find you?
2: Okay, so on IG I am at Sergio P. Gomez. Uh, My website is authorsergiogomez.com and Facebook I believe is facebook.com forward slash Author Sergio Gomez. Um, And from there you can find links to my shop, find links to Amazon page, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, And uh, you can purchase his books, uh, The Slaughter Series, I do recommend. All his shit I do recommend. You can actually order... You could pre-order the final book that he is currently working on. I already have my copy waiting to be sent to me <laughs> on my Kindle. I'm going to get a physical copy, but I just don't have the room. And when I get a physical copy, I hope you autograph it. Um, <laughs> so, I got you. Uh, yes, Sergio. Thanks again for joining us. It was a blast. We hope you come back, you know, yeah, in the future anytime. when you. Thank you so much, and I guess that does it for us. Uh, this week on Rise from the Dead podcast, Ash, do you have anything to say to our beautiful listeners before we head out?
1: No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Just thank you so much for listening to our show. I'm very excited for this new season. We got some great ideas for y'all. And if you're a fan of our show, uh, if you like just one episode, it doesn't matter. Make sure you leave us a rating and review. That will help us a lot. And I love y'all.
0: She's such a softy, guys. Well, anyway, we'll see you at the next episode. We love you. In the meantime, adios.
3: Bye.